0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Have you ever been arrested? How about your kids? A recent study that examined young Americans and their arrest records found some shocking results. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with the details. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Sean Bushway, a criminologist at the State University of New York at Albany. He's one of the co-authors of this study. Dr. Bushway, give us the highlights of what you found.
1: What we did was we tried to get an estimate using a national survey of youth of the probability of having at least one arrest by age 23. And this is the first time someone's trying to come up with an estimate in over 35 years. And what we found was about 30% of youth, by the time they're 23, will have at least one arrest for something other than a minor traffic offense.
0: What was the most common offense that a young person was arrested for?
1: Things like property offenses, burglary, larceny, theft, also simple assaults are fairly common. So things that would be considered relatively not serious drug offenses are also a fairly common offense. So the things that you think of as more serious, like robberies or aggravated assault, are not very common. In a typical survey like this, you're going to find the majority are property crimes.
0: Can your study generate sort of a thumbnail sketch of the type of young person who's most likely to be arrested?
1: We didn't do that. The specific contribution of this work was to get at the cumulative prevalence, the idea that people are sort of exposed to risks for an arrest over a period of time and over time they accumulate arrest probabilities such that, you know, I think what's somewhat surprising to some people is that this number is higher than you would expect necessarily. And that's simply because everyone's exposed to a probability of arrest at a certain level and over time 30% 30% of people acquire at least one arrest by the time they're 23. We know certain characteristics of individuals in terms of probabilities of arrest. We know certain things, like if you're in an urban area, you're more likely to be arrested than if you're not. We know that people that have prior arrests are more likely to acquire arrest. So there's sort of general facts of arrest that criminologists know. Men, for example, are much more likely to be arrested than women.
0: How do these statistics compare to previous studies of arrests in America? Because you said a moment ago that it's been quite some time since there has been a study of this nature.
1: There was a study using 1965 data. They came up with an estimate that by age 23, 22% of individuals will be arrested at least once. So what we're finding is, you know, a 30% increase since 1965. Now, some of that could be just because we did it differently. But if you take it at face value, it looks like there has been a substantial increase in the probability that an individual will acquire at least one arrest by age 23.
0: One of the explanations I've heard since your study came out was that police handle arrests differently. They may arrest people for minor offenses that they may not have arrested them for in the past. What are your thoughts on that?
1: We can't prove that, but that's certainly a very viable hypothesis. There's a couple of phenomenon that have occurred since 1965, including the use of police officers in schools, zero-tolerance policies, and also things like problem-oriented policing, where you go and you very proactively stop and frisk people, or arrest them for more minor offenses as an order control strategy. So I think that these are all phenomenons that could well explain an increased probability of arresting.
0: Once they have an arrest record, even for something minor, there certainly can be some serious implications for them down the road, right?
1: Well, one of the things that we should make clear is that we do not differentiate between arrests for juveniles, which will be sealed, and arrests that occur for people once they become adults, and that varies according to different states. So the actual prevalence of reportable arrests is actually lower because many of these occur while they're juveniles. And I also think that most employers that I'm aware of don't make use of arrest records. They make use of conviction records. And so the collateral consequences to an arrest are probably less severe than that of a conviction. Nonetheless, I think that any time you have a formal involvement with the criminal justice system, there can be both direct consequences. For example, maybe it disrupts your enrollment in school because there's some detention involved, and then that increases your probability of dropout. And also collateral consequences because people are aware that you've had arrest or conviction and then treat you differently. I'm not sure that juveniles are aware of it, or if they were aware of it, they would change their behavior, because one of the things we know about juveniles is they don't think about the future very much. And so I'm not sure necessarily that awareness is the problem. Even if they were aware, they may not change their behavior.
0: You're a criminologist. You study this stuff for a living. Did the results of this study surprise you?
1: Not really. When the first number came out in 1967, I think a lot of people were quite surprised. I don't think people thought of it that way. But once you start realizing that there's a significant probability of arrest in any given year, and that accumulates over time, right, if you have a 3 or 4 percent chance of it being arrested in any given year, and you're exposed year after year after year, that starts to accumulate. So we were not surprised that it was in this range. I think we were a little surprised it was as high as 30 percent. I think we expected it to be more like the original 1967 Christians in number.
0: Just from a broader perspective, did you learn anything from your study that you think could be done from a societal standpoint to change this trend?
1: The first thing is I think people need to be aware that this trend exists. There's been a lot of conversations lately about the use of criminal history records by employers and by landlords and others. And oftentimes the conversation is if this is targeting a very small group of people when the reality is that's not true. There's large numbers of people that have criminal history records. I think that's the first thing to recognize, that criminal history records are not relegated to a small minority of people. The other part, I think, that may come out of this is... If, in fact, these things do have consequences, perhaps the criminal justice system may want to rethink the pervasiveness of its practice. I mean, is it good criminal justice practice to be touching this high a proportion of the population? Is this a good idea? Should we find other ways to maintain order that don't necessarily result in this prevalence in the society? And of course, if this is the average number, you know, you can think that the prevalence in certain other populations, urban populations, maybe minority populations, is probably much higher. And that should change the way you think about the criminal justice system and the consequences that are attached to involvement with the criminal justice system, because it isn't just a few people that are being affected by it.
0: And it would seem that no matter what the cause is, either of the two causes you described there, either one of those things should be a cause for some pretty serious alarm.
1: I think the studied reaction is good, you know, in terms of trying to understand it. And I think maybe the contribution of our paper is making people aware of something that perhaps they weren't aware of before and perhaps starting a conversation about what to do about it, both in terms of the way our criminal justice system works, but also in terms of the things we do to deal with the behavior of our kids. In our particular study, we can't go much past 23. Other people have gone to generate estimates back in the 70s that says something like 50% of all men will have an arrest by the time they're 50. So it isn't necessarily that this isn't going to stop at age 23. This will continue to increase. I think it's a larger question about behavior. But we know that the period in which you are most likely to acquire the arrest is in the late teens and early 20s.
0: Dr. Sean Bushway, a criminologist at the State University of New York at Albany, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.